Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. It is now time for the second hour of Power with Danny Bush and me, Tom Newbauer. And Nick Bodie on the boards. Let's not forget Nick. He's an important, integral part of this operation. Thank you, Tom. Well, you are. I mean, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be on the air. <laughs> Simple as that. Anyway, folks, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. We take your phone calls with questions, comments. You want to get involved in the conversation, that is fine. 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. No hotline numbers, please. And also, you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And I got to I gotta show this to, to Danny. I don't know. I think he's texting over there or something. Are you texting? Yeah. What are you, who, who are you texting? Texting his girlfriend. No, one Which of the, one? No, one of the gals I teach with. Right, so you were right. One of the she's gals. She's not a girlfriend. <laughs> she, she's sent me, she sent me a picture yesterday. From her, of her at the game, and I oh. just saw, I just, you know, finally, I don't check my messages too often. Like, so if you send me something, it might be a day before I get to look and, oh, I got a message. When I get a message, I don't even know what it says. I go to cancel. <laughs> you don't even check. I don't look at them. But I just you go to should. cancel. I don't know why you're so god dang stubborn. I, I, if somebody wants to get a hold of me, they can call me. I promise I'll pick up. No, you now, don't pick up. Yeah, I do. You Here, return calls. Danny. You've never once picked up when I call. Well, my cell phone might be off at the time. Danny, look at this picture. I'm turning it your way on the computer. That's a big that's Steve Zimmerman with a big pike. Holy Christmas. You know, okay. It looks like it could be he's holding it out a ways, but yeah, I'm gonna guess tough. maybe forty two inches. Well, according to Steve, it was forty seven inches. 24 pounds. And I don't even I don't know if I should say where he caught it, but there's probably only one of those in that lake. Little Freeze Lake. We talked about Freeze Lake, I think a number of weeks ago. It's it's I, I think that lake can't be more than 80 acres, 60 acres, 80 acres, something like that. It's a very small lake. Very limited access to it. Uh a, a fish of that size on that little lake, there might only be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> 47 inches, 24 pounds. The the weight is relative to the length, you know, according to the photo. Yeah. It's that's a that's well, a that's a big pike. That's a yeah, big pike. 
freeze like what was he fishing for northerns? Did he yeah, say? yeah. As a matter of fact, he was using suckers on the deep weed line edges. Okay. Yeah, so he was well, fishing. Well, a lot of these small local lakes, my buddy Mark Horton, he's uh, flying to Alaska today, I think, but uh, he likes to fish a lot of these small little local lakes for big pike. And a lot of them, the ones that are spring-fed mm-hmm. or, you know, have the deep, clear, cold water, <clears throat> and, some, and the ones, here's another tip. If they plant rainbow trout in them, yeah, they have the habitat to support big trout. Oh, okay, I got. I mean, big pike. No, that's that's actually true. We used to. Uh, there's a place where I grew up, Token Creek, out in uh, Wisconsin. I think it's technically maybe in DeForest, which was the next town over. But the DNR stocked it with rainbow trout and brown trout, and you would get pike in there. Yeah, big big pike probably. Yeah, because they they the big pike survive best <laughs> with cool oh, water. I have to uh, update this. Uh, the, the email says, uh, a friend from church sent me this photo of his neighbor who caught this fish. So Steve didn't catch it, but a friend of a his friend from, from church. church sent me the photo of his neighbor. So. Well, that's better than my cousin's brother's friend <laughs> saw this. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was a pretty good one. And did you hear about what they found? I forget where they found it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll tell you in a second where they found this. Uh, I just got to find it. Now you got it. us all hanging by I, the. Yeah, I, by, I, I hanging I, by the thread. Here it is. Okay. Uh, in the Siberian Times, so that must be in Siberia, right? I subscribe to that. Okay, they found a still snarling after forty thousand years, a giant Pleistocene. Saber-toothed tiger? No, a wolf in uh, Yakutia. Yakutia. Must be some uh, province in Siberia. Sure you pronounced that correct. Yeah. Pliocene, period. Pliocene. I don't know. Pleistocene. Pleistocene? Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, 40,000-year-old big wolf, and it still had the hair all on it. It was frozen. And he must got trapped somewhere, and it's still full of hair and everything. I, I sent you that. You got stuff. the picture? Yeah, but uh, let me walk they, over and they, look. They just show the head of it. Okay, they show the head of it, and it's got all the fur on it and everything. So it's really kind of hard to tell what size it actually is. But uh, anyway, but it, just think, forty thousand years old, and still has the head, uh, the fur attached and everything. Well, now that wow. we're on the subject Weird. of wolves, I'm glad Weird. you brought that out, Tom. Um, <laughs> years uh, years ago, I used to fish at Monument Bay Lodge. Many uh, Jim and Lynn used to <clears throat> run that. Many of our yeah. listeners used to go up there. Uh, I know Jim Dembeck used to. Anyway, um, they actually had a full mount black wolf and a full mount white wolf. Oh wow, that's cool! And he had actually helped some uh, Native American village up there by shooting some wolves to help him out, and he actually shot the black one. He had shot a white one, and it got stolen at the taxidermist or something. So somebody else gave him that the white one as a gift. But the black one, I believe, was one that he had shot. And so that was his own. The thing only had like, like it didn't have the normal amount of toes. It had like, instead of like, I don't know, what does a dog have, like five or four? Five altogether. Okay. I think it only had but, three or four. Yeah. And they, 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 
knew it was different, so they did some genetic testing, and they said it was related to the Russian wolves. So, in other words, oh. it had the DNA from when they crossed on the ice bridge. Right. So fascinating that that some of that you know DNA could still be you know sur- surviving over here in North America. Right. Right. Another crazy story. The the person who did this will remain nameless. I don't think he'd be in trouble, but better not name him anyway. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, he uh, uh, you hear about the wolves killing dogs, right? Yeah. Have you ever heard of the dog killing the wolf? No. Yeah. I don't think I have. He has, or used to have, a big malumet. Mm-hmm. This dog weighed like 120 to 130 pounds. It was big. Okay. So he was walking the dog. Um, he was walking the dog up on uh, an island uh, up on the St. Louis River. And um, he was in the middle of winter, I think. And all of a sudden, this black wolf came out of nowhere. He, he had his malumet on the leash. And the wolf and the malumet, their eyes met, and they both charged each other. Just instantly charged. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear the term dog eat dog, man. And he, there's no way he was going to hold on to that leash. He just let it go. And he said the, uh, the malumet hit the wolf broadside, got it, you know, or the wolf kind of turned broadside as they met, and it just slammed it to the ground, got a hold of the neck and head, and just tore that wolf up. Really? When he went to try and get his dog off, he said the wolf was just kind of like spinning in a circle on the ground. It, it was just so dazed, and it was it was obviously dying. Mm-hmm. But the wolf was actually smaller than the malumet. Um, and the malumets probably aren't too, I'm not a dog expert, but I'm thinking they're probably not too far removed from the wolves to begin with. They look like a wolf. It's not like a poodle, right? No, exactly. Okay, they're a little bit removed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, the Malumet, in fact, those are big, powerful, strong dogs. Mm-hmm. I think they use those for the sled dogs. Right, right. right? And, um, and the wolf, he said, probably weighs 80 pounds. So the Malumet. So that was a smaller wolf. Yeah. It, the Malumet had, and actually, to be honest with you, Tom, I don't think we all expect wolves to be 170 pounds. No, no. There can no. be some, I'm thinking probably 80, 90 pounds is probably an average size wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might get some monster males that can get really big. And plus the other thing too, the Malumet is well-rested and well-fed in a nice warm warm house, yeah, right? Yeah. As opposed to the wolf. Um which that, might not be which well might fed. not yeah. be too well fed and might be out there struggling, yeah. but the dog kicked the wolf's butt, uh, and he didn't call anybody. Now I don't know; he probably wouldn't be in trouble anyway. No. I don't know if there's any no. law that says, "Hey, my dog no. killed a wolf." No. But he was just thinking that in today's world, the way we protect wolves, you know, he'd probably have to sit down and fill out a ten-page crime report, you know, with the DNR. <laughs> you know, they protect wolves yeah. more than they do people. You know, speaking of that, are you done with? That, just, I'm done with that story. Oh, okay. Speaking of that, I, I got to bring it up again. Uh, our uh, DNR sector, secretary, his last name is Cole, right? It's Cole, I think. I'm pretty sure. 
If I'm Isn't wrong, that the guy who used to own the Bucks. No, if somebody uh, want, no, I think it's C O L E. I think if if I'm wrong, folks, give me a call seven nine nine. Al Shook, his name is Preston D Cole. Yeah, Preston Pre- Cole. How did you come up with that? Yeah, that quick. He typed You're it up real quick. Amazing genius. Yeah. Preston nah, D. Cole. Yeah. Well, anyway, I inventor wonder. Inventor of the Pulpeels Pocket Fisherman. I hope. No, that was Ron Pulpeel. Yeah. I hope Mr. Cole, uh, I hope he's getting some buzz in his ear about this North Lake launch. I hope oh, he doesn't. No, not that again. Yeah, I hope he doesn't North do lunch. what other DNR secretaries did, just let it go by the wayside. I had a dream last night. This is why I'm bringing it up. I had a dream. Now we got Martin Luther King sitting over here. Yep. I had a dream. You're going to have a march? That I was talking to him. Two guys marching to North Lake, (laughs) one wearing camo, the other red plaid. But I had a dream that I was talking to Mr. Cole and saying, hey, are you going to be like these other DNR secretaries and just let it go by the wayside? Or is there, I mean, what is the problem? What I mean, are you getting don't is the DNR getting big donations? Is the governorship or whatever the office getting big donations? Who is there money the cause of why we don't have a launch? I mean, you, Danny, and I, and Nick, and every other Wisconsin resident, that's our property. We pay for that through our taxes. And that's our property. Why can't we have a launch in that lake? And in southeastern Wisconsin, let's face it, where there's a lot of anglers in southeastern Wisconsin. And there's only so many lakes you can go to. There's only so many parking spots at these lakes, you know. And like you say, Danny, there's enough people on them. You don't want any more on them. If they open up a couple of lakes, you know, like the North Lake, put that launch there. That takes some of the pressure off. You get a a real launch parking facility on Lake LaBelle. That takes some of the pressure off. I'm sure there's other lakes Um, that I don't know about that if we had – proper launching facilities and parking, it would take the pressure off all these other lakes. You're going to be dead before they ever have any of those things. I know. That's what I'm so afraid I, of. So, Come so on. I, you got to let it go. No, I'm never going to let, let it go. No, never. I'm never Nick, letting it go. Google never. a good therapist, will you? <laughs> I'm never going to let we it go. We need a therapist. We need a launch on North Lake. Write, write this guy. I'm going to write him a letter. I'm, you know, this uh, DNR Preston Cole guy. I'm going to write him a letter. Well, say, yeah. don't sit on your hands. Like that'll go right to the top Take of the Take some heap. affirmative action. Jump in there He'll and have some and flunky say, staffer will read it. You know, yeah, somebody exactly. like Nick who just graduated from college. From Oshkosh? <laughs> yeah. They'll read it. Uh-oh. I have an uncle who works for the DNR. He lives on whoa, LaBelle. He whoa, can launch from whoa. his place. We got there, a hookup. There we go. We got a, okay. He lives on LaBelle. He lives on LaBelle. Can we get him on the air, maybe? Uh, he's I actually pro- he's probably was up kayaking at 4.30 a.m. That's the Can kind we, of guy Jeff Bodie is. What, what is he? Uh, Those Bodies are real action figures. Yeah. They are, man. Now, hey what what does he do for the DNR? Well, he's retired, but oh, he, retired. Worked, he worked lakes and wetlands for the DNR okay. for probably 40 years. Well, I bet uh, he knew Dave Doms and some of sure, those guys. Yeah. a lot of those guys. Uh, maybe, maybe he'll uh, come on and give us uh, a little insight. Of what's going on, because he can't get hurt now, he'd right? A, no, no, he's he's retired. Can't, he'd, they he'd, can't do anything for him because he's not working for him anymore. He'd be a great interview. <laughs> All right, let's try to get Jeff Bodie on one day. You got to call him the Godfather though, because he's my Godfather. So oh, okay. we'll play we'll play some music okay. for him. It'll be good. Okay, <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. Nick Bodie on the boards. This is 105.7 FM, The Fan, The Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. She's just a devil woman.
Same cat with those evil eyes. Good. They could use a girl like that right now. So welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. If you've got a hunting, fishing report. Uh, Also, we thank the police officers before. Thanks to our first responders out there, people in the healthcare industry. Thanks to our service people. Got a lot of great people out there working hard, keeping America great. Of course, I guess you can't say that. You can't wear a red hat or you'll get attacked, I suppose. Yeah. Hey, I got to show you anyway, something. Okay. Show you something. What do you got? Check these out. Okay. It's show and tell time. Oh, those are those gloves you were talking about. Yeah, put those on. That is pretty cool. Now tell me that those for one dollar at the Dollar Tree couldn't be fish handling gloves. I gotta get some of these. This is the Dollar Tree out by you, though, right? Yeah. That is perfect. Aren't they perfect? Wow. Yeah. So that's Danny Bush's tip of the week. Those are, yeah, they're, they what is it, as, a, a red? On they've the, got blue ones, too. Yeah, red and then white on the back. They got, yeah. Right on the front. So right the if back. you want some fish handling gloves, wow. don't go spending 10 12 whatever dollars. Yeah. Uh, you can go to the, they're advertised as the work gloves. So I say they're work fishing gloves. Uh, what's all, let's see what else is here in the Durkee mailbag to show you. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Durkee mail. Years ago in Green Bay. Yeah, I don't know if I there's any that. old timers. I remember in uh, the 60s coming back, maybe early 70s too, from Green Bay Packer games, and we'd listen to the radio. I don't know which was the sports station up there. Was it 1440 WNFL or something? Yeah. The, the sports yep, station. WNFL. Is that it? It's yeah. Bill Michaels affiliate. Yes, they are. Oh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, they'd have a segment, the post-game Packer thing, and it was sponsored by Durkies. Yeah, mm-hmm. the half mustard, half mayo. Grandpa Bodie loved that. And stuff. then they had something where they'd get letters, and they go right here in the Durkies mailbag. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's where the Durkies. So thing here's was. the Durkies mailbag. Right, what so, do you got? Okay, take a look at these. All right. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, there's no uh, prehistoric Lunk- names that you got to try and pronounce. Lunker able- Pro Fishing Weight. They look like bananas. Something to love in your tackle box. Yeah. Um, they're uh, weights, and they're made by a company called, okay, now I'm spacing out. I think it's Hooksetter is the oh. company. I had a guy call me up. <laughs> this is funny. And he's got a company uh, in Pewaukee area, and they make a number of different products. And I told him, rod holders are one of them. I told him I would log on to the website and check out some of the rod holders. So they've got, uh, does it say on there, the company on there? Uh, does it say? MyLunkerPro.com? Or, oh, Lemon Moon LCC. Not that. I think it's, the, I think the company is. is... It says Lemon Moon. <laughs> it's not, That's what it says. The company's not Lemon Moon. Yeah, I think it is. I thought Lemon Moon was the quarterback for the Oilers. Here, back give me that. Day. No, wait a minute. Pass I'm not over. done yet. I'm not done yet. So anyway, no, he's got a I company gotta... with rod holders and stuff. <laughs> and... Uh, is this his? And they're, it's part of his company, right? Okay. And they've, he's got a number of different products you can order online. And I noticed these, like I like to use weights on my line when I'm sucker fishing in late fall. And I used to take like a bell sinker or something and, and, uh, or an egg sinker and I'd run it along the line or a bass type cone type sinker. And then I'd tie the quick strike rig on. Well, the problem is, is that uh, the sharp edges on the weight are tough on the line. Take a look at those. Yeah, look I see at the that. ends. Yeah. They're bent outward, right? Right. So it won't rub on the line. And that's those are only three quarter ounce each. 
but they got the foam around them. So what happens is, is it doesn't sink as drastically, okay, as when you put a sinker on it, and it, it'll slowly sink down. And when you're fighting the fish, now I think they're made primarily for catfishing and stuff like that. But when you're fighting the fish, you're not fighting the weight as well. It's 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 well, with that kind of neutral buoyancy with the foam around the weight. Well, it's kind of funny. Um, the guy who, who he, I don't think he proofread number four on the instructions. It's probably not Hookset or the name of the no. company. Now but I'm you know zoning it, out. I'll give it to you. I'll give it back in a second, but I have to read this. What? It says, <laughs> this is funny. Now, this is just a, like funny a play on ha-ha words. Or? No, funny haha. It's funny that uh, he kind of used the wrong word here. It says, the Lunker, uh, cast out, the Lunker Pro will slowly float to the bottom. Slowly float well, to the bottom. Go, get- <laughs> I mean, it should be slowly sink to the bottom. Float means going up. Sink means going down. It says slowly float to the bottom. <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay, here you go. You always get so technical about well, everything, I'm, Tom. I'm just saying it's, uh, you know, floating <laughs> means yeah, something yeah, different. Rasm, rasm, rasm. <laughs> it says, does say lemon moon. Yeah, but it says lemon the, moon. And LLC. The, now, the company also makes some uh, some other pretty good. Uh, they've got another one. It's kind of for catfishing. Now, let me run this by you. It's it's kind of a it's it's a float that's on the bottom connected to the hook for catfishing, but it's got like some kind of rattles or something in it. Some so so they claim that the noise for attracting the catfish. And they mm-hmm. got some videos of these guys catching some giant catfish down south on this on these things. And I was thinking, what if a guy came up with something for sucker fishing for muskies where you had some type of a whatever rattle chamber, something down there as the sucker swimming around, something that's going to make some noise and even like maybe bait mate, some type of uh, scent dispersal. I got to just to interject. I just had catfish for the first time like a week, two weeks ago. Yeah. I never had it before because no? I grew up on like yeah. trout and stuff you got up here. They are delicious. It's really Cat, good. Catfish are good, depending on where they come from, the size and all that, and how they're made. Yeah, it's really catfish good. are good. Hey, Danny, um, I, I, I have to bring this up before I forget. Okay. Okay, over at Sherpers in Hales Corners, since I take care of the fishing stuff, what I do now, I do have a little box that's got lures in that for 30 to 50% off. Okay, I got this okay. box. But what I do also is I got these little Sherpers percentage off tags, like 40% off. And if you look through, let's say, like the plastic worms, you'll find some of the plastic worms have these little tags that say 40% off. I don't put them in that box. I It's something that people actually have to look for. And you, I got some really nice stuff that are 40% off, right? And uh, But you got to look for it. You got to look for that little Sherpers 40% off tag. So it's like hidden gems in the fishing department. So hidden just like gems. You, hidden gems. Didn't you have the big? Uh, oh, the big uh, sale sidewalk sale last week. They did extremely well. Yeah, they did really well. They got rid of a lot of stuff. There was yeah, lots of stuff. And I'll tell you, one of the good deals. I'm thinking about buying it. They got you know that really nice soft rope, that nylon rope, that softer stuff. You know, a hundred feet of quarter inch for like ten dollars. I mean that stuff isn't cheap. Normally you got to pay like like thirty cents a foot. You know this is a hundred feet for like ten dollars. 
I was going to see if I maybe I get a deal on it, get it for five. <laughs> You're such a chiseler, Tom. So, hey, you don't know unless you ask, right? So, going oh. into the Durkee mailbag oh, got, again, got one I got more. something else for you. Uh oh, he's got something else here. What is this? Wait a minute. Put your glasses on, old man. BX fix any Ruger, fits any Ruger 1022, which, which I have. It's a BX trigger, trigger reset. Oh, that's up here. Don't touch it. Don't play with it. It's in the box yet. I don't want yeah, you well, wrecking you, it. You, Just you read. pull the trigger. And don't then it pull says, it now. It's got to get put in a gun. Don't no, fart around and, with and it. And then it says reset trigger. Well, let it get put in there. I didn't tell <laughs> you to start. Them nuts don't touch that. my thing there. <laughs> Just read the package. Let me play with it. No, it's not to be tinkered with. I'm going to take it to a gunsmith. I'm going to play with it. Oh, oh, that's the, okay. Read Feel the trigger, lightweight, crisp trigger pull for faster, more accurate shooting. Well, what are you going to put it on? You're such a bonehead. What are you putting it on? Well, read really, what's gun? it say? A Ruger 1022. Do you have one? No, I bought a replacement trigger. I, I thought for a you were... Ruger 1022 because I don't have a Ruger 1022. <laughs> well, I have. That a would Ruger... be like asking I... me, like, you I... buy a tire? Hey, do you I... have a car? I have a. No, ten... I, I just a... buy tires. Nick. Okay, I just buy. Nick. I just like to buy stuff. Leave me Nick. out of this. Leave Nick. me out of this. I no, have, what are you talking about? So, I have a 1022. I thought maybe you were buying it for me. No, bonehead. They're sixty dollars. <laughs> I think if it was for How you, much? he probably sixty dollars. Tom, you're so cheap. Do you realize sixty dollars, dude? There's replacement triggers for Ruger 1022s on the market that are over two hundred dollars. If you take your... Oh, why do I want to replace my trigger? My trigger's fine. No, it's not. The yeah, tip, it is. The Ruger 1022, <laughs> typically... Can I put my finger no, in No, don't there? touch nothing. <laughs> don't mess with it. It's in the... Here, I'm not going to touch... You know, what are you, like a little kid? Attack. you got to put your finger... He's going to have a heart attack over you're there the I'm touching it. You didn't read. Okay, so this is a rugged, reliable, and safe replacement trigger that completely drops in... Works in works for your Ruger 1022. It's called the BX trigger, and it'll change your your trigger, which is normally around five to six pounds. With a Ruger 1022, it is not good. I've got a trigger gauge, Tom. I check. It's like I'll, I'll put it on the head of a squirrel. If, you got to squeeze, yeah. squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. If this, I bring my 1022, this will release it. Hey, if I bring it over to your house, will you test my trigger pull on how much weight yeah. it is? Okay, good. We'll just bring it into that. the studio here. We'll have yeah. Mike oh. McGivern will have a god dang heart attack. Yeah, he will. God forbid somebody bought a, brought a gun into the building. Stop it's a rattlesnake. Stop taking the Lord's name in vain or he is going to be very upset. <laughs> and I'm going to have to hear about it. Yeah, you'll have to hear it. It releases at 2.5 to 3 pounds. Uh, that is a great custom trigger for the Ruger 1022. So the point being, guys... Now, these were hard to get at one time. Really? Now, Where'd sure, you get it? I'm sure Randy at Midwestern Shooter Supply, a couple months ago, these were sold out everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so the uh, Ruger BX trigger, you can make your your uh, Ruger 1022 into a real squirrel sniping rifle with a quality trigger like this. And for the price, that's cheap. All right. Now I just got to have a gunsmith put it in, if it's not wrecked with you. Push it. <laughs> Reaching touching in and it, touching it, trying to reset and do stuff with it. It's not even in the gun yet. We'll be right back, folks, with more of Bushy getting mad at me for touching his trigger. 
That didn't sound right. Uh, we'll be right back. Any of you more. touch me or my stuff, I'll kill you. <laughs> we'll be right back here on the Skipper Bus. Call me Francis. Cutting Edge Outdoors. Lighten up, That's what, that's what that red light means over there, Danny, in front of you. See? Whenever that red light is on, it means the mic's on. Huh? And then if you press the can't one below you. it, if you press the press it off, the one below it, that means like you can cough without like nobody I'm hearing you. When I'm losing again. <laughs> I, that's my favorite line of that. Feel that's, like I'm winning when I'm losing how, again. That's how Christian Yelich feels. The story all the time. of my life. Yeah, it's Christian Yelich hitting two homers and still losing. Oh. Right. Yeah. So here. Anyway, yeah. Okay, back in you the got turkey's mailbag. Can I touch these? Can yeah. I touch them? Touch it. <laughs> Can I touch these? Reduced recoil ammunition by Hornady. Custom light. Here we go. 243, 60, 87 grain. SST. Sure, pull them out, fondle them, play with them as much. It's not a mechanism like you were going to wreck on my new trigger thing. Okay. Yeah, there we go. That's a two, two, three, two, four, three, two, four, three. Two, yeah. Four, when I was a kid, I used to like pulling you know, the bullets out of the package before deer season. Yeah, and you know, the two, four, threes. It's actually a very small bullet, but the cartridge is big. I well, mean, what uh, this is short must... action. Two forty three and three oh eight are what's known as short action yeah, right. cartridges, Tom. But you don't... that's a lot of power behind that little well, bullet. Well, the, the two forty three, I think. Now the six point five Creedmoor is now the taste of the month and yeah, everybody right. just swears by the uh, 6.5 Creedmoor which was designed as a long distance competition uh, bullet because or load because it has the sectional density and ballistic coefficient to shoot accurately at long range and and that shoots I believe at about 2600 feet per second 140 grain round yeah whereas uh, a 243 typically 100 grain Round is about 2,900 feet per second. Um, but the 243, for the longest time, has been considered a very good first uh, deer rifle for a kid to use because its le- recoil is relatively yeah. light. Now, this, these reduced, these custom light, I believe uh, Hornady and Remington both make uh, ammo now, mm-hmm. which is designed more f- probably for kids and so forth, where it's reduced recoil. And they make the stuff in 306, 308, uh, 3030, the standard calibers. Yeah. And the idea is, is that the recoil, it's, it's not as hot of a load, so the recoil is substantially reduced. Uh, yet for most of those rounds, you still have plenty adequate killing power for deer hunting, mm-hmm. provided the shooter does his job and puts the bullet in the right place. Now, I picked up this custom light stuff because, like I said, I'm taking my buddy's daughter this week. Um, going to take her shooting. And I mentioned I ordered a, a recoil pad, which may or may not be here by then. But I figured this reduced recoil ammo will be good for her to shoot at the range. But I yeah. did do a little bit of research. And ideally, this is good for practice, but you're better off with the 243 going with the full power loads for actual deer hunting. Okay. But I figured that this should be ideal 
for her to be able to shoot yeah. shoot on the bench rest, get used yeah. to the trigger. I got a custom trigger on that 243 yeah. as well. Let her shoot at 100 yards. Um, I just don't – I'm curious to see where the point of impact is with this compared – I use the 95-grain right. superformance loads, which are almost 3,200 feet per second. Right. I think this is around 2,700 feet per second, it says. I guess, 20, yeah, 2,600 feet per second and an 87 grain. So it might right. be a little low at 100. That's but right. for those that are taking young shooters out, and you don't want to get them all scared from the big blast of the recoil right. and uh, noise. So number one, give them good hearing protection because if you don't hear that loud blast tends to make the recoil seem worse. <laughs> so most ranges, they make you wear the hearing protection. Yeah, right. Anyway. Um, not like my dad, we'd go to a quarry and he'd say, after my ears were already ringing, he'd say, oh, well, here, put this Kleenex in your ears. And I'd roll up Kleenex and put it in my ears. So pretty soon I won't be able to hear you here, Tom, when I get older. But, uh, there are some, some rounds that you can pick up to make the, make it more experience, uh, more enjoyable for young shooters. That's good. Yeah. Well, on to a little fishing. Fishing. Okay. Uh, last Sunday I was really upset. I was going to go fishing with this uh, young friend of mine, this Adam guy, and I heard the weather report on Saturday night, and they're talking, oh, 60% chance of rain in the morning from 6 to 9, then another 60% from 11 to 2, or something like that, right? And it's like, oh, man, it's 52 degrees when you get up. So I called him up, and I said, Adam, I'm leaving it up to you. I mean, it doesn't matter to me if we go or we don't go, whatever. I mean, sure, I'd like to go, but... It's not like it's life or death, right? You know, so I said, I'm leaving the decision up to you. He saw the weather report, too, on his weather app. He said, nah, that that looks like going to be a really rotten morning. You know, he said, let's not go. I said, okay. Well, by me, I don't know what it was doing out in Lake Country, but by me, it rained from about 4 a.m. till maybe 6 so it was a lot earlier, and it wasn't a hard rain. It rained a little after that, too, like till 7, but it was just a, like a, a very light, misty drizzle. Like It wasn't heavy or nothing. Right. And the temperature was like in the upper 50s. It got to 60 real quick. Uh, I am sitting at home on my front porch having a coffee at 6.30 in the morning, ready trying to kick myself, which is hard to do. Why didn't we go? It's beautiful out overcast and all this. So then I talked to my son, Nick. And he says, oh, yeah, me and, and him and his two of his brother-in-laws went out. Oh, we had a great morning. We wore the raincoat, raincoats all morning because it was that light drizzle mist, you know. But he's, oh, man, we caught so many bass. It's like, oh, shut up. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. I was, so I told when I saw this Adam fella on Wednesday, I said, Adam, Next time it comes to making a decision if we're going or not, I said, I'm making a decision, and we're going, because I got a rain suit. <laughs> we're going. Uh, so, folks, the moral of the story is, no matter what the weather department says, unless they say thunder, lightning, hurricane winds, or something like that, just go. <laughs> you can always you can always get out to the launch and realize, oh, boy, this is really bad, 30-mile-an-hour winds, big whatever. I, you can always go back home, you know? You can always leave. So that, I was upset. But everything that I've heard this whole week, fishing has been good. You were mentioning rain gear. 
Do, oh, yeah. do you have good quality rain gear yourself? Yeah, I don't know what brand it is. I got it a number of years ago, and it keeps me dry. As a matter of fact, there's one thing I would recommend. But you know what? We may, Should we do a break first, Nick? Or Because I got to recommend something that's actually quite important when it comes to rain gear. So we got... We're going to talk about something important for yes. a change, Tom? Yes, something important for rain gear when you're fishing. I'm sure we'll get sidetracked, Danny. Don't worry. No, I will rem- I'm going to write it down. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back, folks. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. Nick Bodie's on the boards. Stay tuned for more. The phone number here, by the way, is 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. It's the Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for riding the crazy train with us today, this beautiful Saturday morning. And uh, I'm glad everybody's sitting breathlessly waiting for Tom to say something important. Important. The first first important thing he said in ever. Okay, here it is. Take it away, Tom. All right. Now, we all know when we get a decent rain outfit, we get the pants and we get the jacket and you got the hood on it and all that and you bundle all up. But there's one thing, besides your hands, of course, but there's one thing that's not covered, and that's your shoes, okay? Now, a number of years ago, I bought a pair of, I mean, you can get Merrill, Keen, uh, there's a whole bunch of names of, of different brands of shoes that are waterproof. They're made with Gore-Tex, yep. so they're breathable and waterproof, right? Now, I was out on Pine Lake with my oldest son, Chris. This is a few years back, about three years ago. And you could see the storm coming from the south, a big, dark, black cloud that's coming at us. So we quick put on our rain gear, and it poured on us. I mean, it was a deluge for like about 10 minutes, and then it went away. After that, we took off our rain suits, but my son had to take off his shoes and socks because they were soaked. All right, he was he putting had put him on. He put him put his socks on the on the windshield <laughs> to dry out and stuff. Whereas my feet, my shoes and socks were completely dry, toasty dry. I would recommend highly toasty that if warm. you think it's going to be raining out, and if you if you can get a decent pair of shoes that's made with the Gore-Tex that are waterproof, I'm telling you, it it is worth it. It is in, definitely in, worth important it. important safety tip, Egon. Yeah. Well, it's not so much safety, but Keeps your feet dry. You know, you know? I, I do the same thing, Tom. Um, I actually bought, for summer usage, a pair of lighter summer waterproof. Um, they're kind of like, uh, kind of semi-hiking shoes. Oh, but okay, they're, yeah, yeah, right. They're hiking I, shoes. I, I bought them, uh, I was yeah. cheap. I bought them when the old, uh, I think one of the old Cabela's went, went uh, not Cabela's, one Gas of the Pro? Ganders. One of the Ganders, Ganders went Ganders. out of business. Yeah, yeah. And they had these you know, normal whatever for like 20 bucks. Yeah. And I wear those out in the rain, mm-hmm. so you don't want to have your feet. And I see most people wearing tennis shoes, which yep. mean your feet. Some people, I had some people out wearing flip-flops too. So that's kind of tough, you know, especially if you get a cold yes. summer rain. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cold summer rain. You don't want your feet cold. It can be, it, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, another thing, guys, you know, some people do. I've seen people, not a lot, but some guys will wear these like rubber type boots, if they know it's going to rain, that that their yeah. rain yeah. pants go rubber over boot. them. Yeah. yeah, we got a couple of phone calls. We better take Phones these are... quick. What First, do you got? You got your friend Mark from Smokies on the line. Hey, good morning, Mark. How you doing today? I'm good, Tom. 
How are you? Excellent. Danny and me were just waiting for you to call us. How's things going out there on Pewaukee? Things are going good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little, you know, east winds today as usual lately, yeah. but seems like we've been getting a lot of those, doesn't it? You know? But now, we know that you always catch muskies, but how's how's well, the locals going out and doing it? What do you hear? It, you know, overall it hasn't been easy at all this season, you know. Um, just people with the goofy spring that we had, but uh, the last couple of evenings, I would say, things are starting to change. Yeah. 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 So, um, Our guys- and there's some, some real nice crappies uh, being caught, uh, you know, just before sundown and stuff. Um, I-, I noticed a lot of big bluegills in by the pier over by me now, all of a sudden are starting to show up. And I've been catching a few bass wacky rigging in the morning. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, it, you know how cool it is turning on uh, young kids to, to fish. And, and uh, over at the muskie shop there, we, once in a while, we, you know, we let some of the kids fish in by the boat slips where we see them minnows. Yep, <laughs> you know, yeah, boat, yeah. So anyway, that's what was happening a couple of days ago. Father, not real experienced at all in fishing, and his young guy was about nine. And that kid, we hooked him up with a, you know, a, a hook and uh, some some minnows, and he stuck a couple of great big pump, pumpkin seeds, and then he caught about a ten pound carp on his little. <laughs> oh no! Inside all them boat flips and stuff. How know? the heck did he get that in inside of all of that stuff? Oh my yeah, goodness! He, he had one other carp that broke him off. Oh wow! He is this young man. I think his name's Jonathan or something. He's hooked for life. Now you should have just seen him. Running back and forth, and oh, look at this showing his fish off. And that's last awesome. Night, he was there last night, and he got a 15-inch walleye right there. Really? Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, so, Mark, uh, we got a we got another caller we got to take before we leave. But anything else of importance you want to tell us? Stop in the shop. We got a lot of stuff for sale uh, and on sale. And uh, come on in, talk to the boys. And and fishing is uh, it's really finally starting to. Pick up. Yeah, that's excellent. Thanks for calling, Mark. Thanks, Mark. That's Mark from Smokey's Musky Shop, right yep. in Pewaukee, right by Waterfront Pub, one of our other sponsors, off yep. of SS. Right. And who do you got on the now? We have Mike in West Dallas on the line. All right. Good morning, Mike. Morning, guys. Hey. hey, I'm wondering how much is the launch fee at Delavan? Oh, I forget. <laughs> well, last year it was eleven seventy-five. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, eleven seventy-five. Yeah, oh, yeah sure, it's I, not cheap there. No. This year here, I hear it was eighteen dollars. No, really? That's what I hear. I oh. haven't been out there, and that's the reason I haven't been out there. Plus well, the green slime on the lake. When you pull your boat out of the water, I mean, they don't have anything to clean it off. Oh man, Paul, Paul Mahalik would be the guy to ask about that. Well, he. Uh, Fishes quite a bit, my, but I haven't talked to Paul. My friend Adam was just there la- uh, two weeks ago, and uh, I I didn't ask him. I, I'm going to ask him when I see him, and I'll get back to you next week on that. Do they have a season pass, though? It sounds like if it's 18 bucks, maybe you're better off getting a season pass. If oh, you're gonna, yeah, no doubt. If you're well, going to be there a while. so Yeah, if you wow. can, fi- do you get to fish during the week, Mike? Yes. Yeah, you're lucky. I'm a retired yeah. truck driver. Yeah, hey. because you don't want to go to Delavan Lake on a weekend. Exactly. Oh, man, it's a zoo. 
Yeah, these days it's almost like I don't don't want to fish any fish on a weekend. So yeah, well, there's some lakes you can go to on a weekend that aren't bad. You know, I mean, there's some that I know of that they're not bad at all. You know, right. but okay, guys. Okay, take care, Mike. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks, Mike. Well, maybe one of our callers, if they hear, if they know what the launch fee is at Delavan Lake. Yeah, I'm actually on the website, and yeah. under uh, launch fee, Mike, all it says, I swear, is there's a hundred dollar fee if you don't pay it, but it's not listed what the actual fee is. A hundred dollars if you don't pay, literally. <laughs> but it doesn't say what the fee is. Yeah, okay. Town of Delavan Lake Regulations, and yeah, poor Mike's probably on the same page I am. It says boat launch fees, a hundred dollar fine if boat launch fee is not paid. Blah blah blah, and then that's all it says. Doesn't uh, tell you I've what. Tol- I've told no. you my boat launch fee story on Lake Geneva, right? Have I told you that story? I, probably, but... Like 1990. Oh, oh wait, I'm sorry. Oh, we, I, I, I had to click something else. Uh, j- just real quick, Mike. It's 850 for non-motorized, under 20 feet, 1175, 20 feet to 26 feet, 1425, 26 feet and over, going to be $17. So it's 1175 for normal stuff. Is that yes. Danny, what's your story? 2019 rates, or is that uh, up-to-date info you got there? This is up to up to up date. To date. Okay. 1990, uh, I was work, living in Kenosha, and I, I, I started fishing a little aluminum boat on Lake Geneva. And I went there one Sunday morning, and I launched at a, a place by, called Trinks, I think it's called. And it was on the uh, east side of the lake, I want to say. And anyway, there's a parking lot. And I go to launch the boat, and I go to put, I'm going to put $20 in the envelope, right? And there happened to be a DNR guy there. He goes, what are you doing? I said, well, uh, we're going to pay the boat fee. He goes, why don't you just take one of those two free spots over there, our DNR spots, and save yourself the 20 bucks? And I'm like, ooh, thank you. So basically, the DNR had a couple of spots where if you got there first, you could park those spots free. Yeah. But then I don't know the rest of the money, if that goes to like the township or, you know, I don't know, like the city of Lake Geneva. I don't know. Yeah. But they had the $20 ones. And then I said, man, thanks a lot. He goes, then he looked at me because there were other people launching. He looked at me, he goes, yeah, he goes, let those guys from Illinois pay the 20 bucks. Wisconsin guys park in our free spot. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Well, let I'll the t- Illinois guys pay twenty bucks. One time on Delavan Lake, I accidentally locked my key. I had to go back to the car for something. I locked my keys in the car. Oh my lord! Okay, so then here comes the cop. I called the Delavan police. They came over. The guy popped it open and he said, "You know, normally there's a, a fee, you know, for yeah. them to do that." And he says, "But yeah, don't worry about it." And how? I said, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it was really nice of them. It was really nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. You was, always criticizing, I mean, you know, the I, DNR and now. No, no, this was the Delavan Police okay, Department. Okay, never mind. I don't criticize the DNR. So we got like how much time left? A minute? Not, not much. But anyway, oh, I, Danny. I'm going to forward you a picture. Uh, Dr. Okay. Sandy Flaster, he sent me the picture of his 19 inch, 5.5 pound smallmouth. What a great picture. That oh was, my. Uh, it looks like a oh. toad. I got to send it to you. So. All right. And that's all I got, That's Danny. all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.